This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I'm the pastor of Elevation Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you. Hope it builds your faith. Hope it gives you perspective to see God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Uh, let me introduce you to my family real quick. You might not know who I am. My name is Tim Summers, and I get the opportunity to be the youth pastor here at Elevation Church. And uh, that's my beautiful family, uh, my, my gorgeous wife. That's my queen. She got me buzzing. And uh, that's my big boy, Brody. He's 13 years old. I know I don't look that old. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then I got my little three-year-old, Genesis. I know. You say that now. And I want you to look at Sinead real quick and say, I'm so glad I'm sitting next to you. Okay, pick your second choice. Look at your second choice. Let them know, I'm so glad I'm sitting next to you too. Come on, UC, let them know, let them know. You can find your way to your seat. So honored to be able to be here. Wasn't last week absolutely incredible? It was amazing. And I know what you're thinking. Bishop T.D. Jakes, Tim. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not judging you. All right. Uh, but we're going to be in the book of Matthew. Everyone say Matthew. This is going to be very interactive. I'm a youth pastor. I understand the attention span. Okay. I understand it. So I'm only going to give you four verses today. Okay. Four verses. Matthew chapter three, verses 13 through 17. It says this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan. Look at your neighbor and say, God's always on the move. Ooh, they don't know what's about to get them. <laughs> then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Why are you coming to me, player? Jesus replied, let it be so now. Everyone say now. now. Come on, everyone say now. now. Ooh. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. And as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at the moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. 
And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. I want you to look at your neighbor real quick, and I want you to tell him the title of my message. I want you to say, thank you, next. Thank you, next. Now, if this was a youth service, I'd hit that Ariana Grande instrumental right now. But since it ain't, I'm still going to hit it. Get it. Okay, you stop. I can already hear the YouTube comments flying right now online. How dare them? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Summer's House likes to have a lot of fun, okay? Maybe a little too much fun every once in a while, uh, hence UTV, but um, we really like to have a lot of fun. And um, if I'm honest with you, uh, the fun happens around dinner time, okay? Now, we're not this perfect family like every single night at 6.30. It's just glorious and confetti and everyone's just happy. No, it's not like that whatsoever. Um, however, we do like to have fun. Now, you got to understand, we've got a 13-year-old and a 3-year-old. That is a dynamic, okay? It's a dynamic, all right? And... Um, if I'm honest with you, like, we like to play some music, you know, so we play, like, you know, Ariana Grande, like, dancing, my three-year-old's like, uh, like, his dance move is like this, it's like, he does this, that's what he does, I don't know where he gets that from, but that's actually kind of good, I think, we, okay, um, and uh, we'll play, we'll play songs like Yummy by Justin Bieber, you know what I'm talking about, uh, my, my son always looks at me, and he's like, Daddy, you have a lot of tattoos in that video. Y'all are smarter than Saturday. They did not get that. He thinks I look like Justin Bieber. He thinks I am him. I know it's cute. It's precious. Um, anyways, but one of my favorite things that we do around dinner time is um, we always eat and have dessert. Like always. Like we're going to have a cookie. We're going to have some candy. We're going to bake a cake. By we, I mean my wife. But you know what I mean by... by I, we are always going to have me some dessert, okay? How many of you like dessert? You like some sugar? That's the diet that I love, okay? I love me some sugar. And uh, so we do it all the time. So my son realized this. He's grown up in this, and he's like, all right. What he understands is that my wife always makes the dessert first, put it in the fridge, put it in the freezer, do whatever she got to do, and then she starts the main course. Well, what begins to happen, my son's like, oh, okay, I see how this works. Hey, mom, why are you making the dinner? Um, can I have me a piece of cake? <laughs> like, she's like, no, son, you got to make a happy plate. Now, if you don't know what a happy plate is, a happy plate is an empty plate. And if you make an empty plate, that's a happy plate, and we'll put the cake on the plate afterwards. You get what I'm saying? You got to make a happy plate. You can use that if you want, all right? It works. It really does. And uh, like, hey, mom. Can I have some cake? No, son. Sorry. You got to make a happy plate. What are you talking about? Uh, what my son did, he got really smart. He's like, Mom, can I have some cake? No, you can't have a cake. Okay, cool. He walks across the living room, goes upstairs, go to my room and says, Dad, can I have some cake? I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> sure, I want some cake. Can you bring up a piece for me? <laughs> Absolutely. He goes downstairs to go get some cake. He starts eating it. All of a sudden, I'm hearing a little scuffle. Volume is raising. My wife does not yell. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, I walk downstairs. I'm like, what's going on? What is happening right now? 
like, well, I told him he couldn't have any cake, and, you know, he's eating his cake now. I'm like, what a terrible kid. Are you kidding me? Genesis. And then we started talking. We're like, all right, look, we got to understand. Got to make the happy plate. Then you can eat. Cool. My son comes around. He's like, mom, can I have some cake? No. Dad, can I have some cake? I got you, boy. No. Bubba, can I have some cake? Nuh-uh. Now, here's what you got to understand. He started doing this funny thing. Like, to this day, I still laugh. It's bad. My wife's like, stop, turn around, do not laugh. He cannot see you do that. I mean, it's hilarious. He will now start asking, and he like, like, I don't know how he got all these facial expressions, but he's very, he's very dramatic. <laughs> he's very dramatic, okay? So now he asks, and he says, Mom, can I have some cake? She's like, no. And he goes like this. He puts his head down. He puts his eyes down. And he puckers out his lips like, like this. And he goes, no. And then he side-eyes you. Like, did that work? <laughs> right? Like, he's pouting. He's got attitude. I don't care. He's three. It's funny to me. I'm like, ha, ah, that's so cute. And um, goes to me. Dad, can I have some cake? Nah, bud. I'm sorry. You got to make a happy plate. No. But he's like this tall, right? Goes to Bubba. Hey, Bubba, can I have some cake? Can I have some candy? No, buddy. Sorry, you got to make a happy plate. No. <laughs> have you ever found yourself doing this to God before? God. If I could just get that promotion... Felicia don't need it. I need it. I need that promotion. I've been working hard. And he's like, ah, but I'm working on some things with you, sweetheart. I don't think so. Not right now. No. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you do a side eye to Jesus? I don't even know. Right? Like, if I could just find me a man. Please. Come on, give me a man, Lord. Give me, like, ah, we're working on self-control right now. No. No. Right? Like, you know, a lot of us walked into this room today and we're like, man, I'm ready to get blessed. I'm talking about, I'm excited for church. 14 years, Pastor Stephen about to bring the word. Tim Summers walks up. No. ourselves doing this, we think we know what's best for ourselves, don't we? That's what Genesis thinks. We, he just thinks he knows exactly what is best for him, but if I gave him dessert every single night first, it would ruin everything, including my sanity. <laughs> this is where John is in this passage. Because this says in verse 14, John tries to deter him. In the New King James Version, I love this one. It says he tries to prevent him. He's trying to prevent Jesus to perform a miracle right now. He's saying, John says, I need to be baptized by you. You don't need it. No. 
I need to be baptized by you. I don't need to be baptizing you. Why do you come to me? John tries to prevent the miracle because in this moment, he thinks he knows exactly what's best. And oftentimes we can think we know exactly what is best for our lives. Have you ever been there before? I know I have. I'm raising my hand. Why do we think that? It's because we think we know exactly what's coming up. We're like, no, I know what I'm going to do next. Absolutely. I mean, I've got a plan. <laughs> I've got a plan. I'm organized. I'm a visionary. How many planners in the house? How many visionaries in the house? I'm a visionary. Maybe not much of a planner, but a visionary. I'm always thinking about what is next. I'm going to let you know right now, this message is going to be hard for you. This message is going to be very, very hard for you to comprehend, but I really believe that God wants to speak something directly to you today. Because in all reality, we have no clue what God is going to do next. And I like it that way. I never want to limit God to my understanding. I'm okay with that. And at this moment, John has no clue what Jesus is about to do. Because in verse 13, we go back one verse, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Do you think John knew that Jesus was coming from Galilee to the Jordan? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hey, I don't know where you are at right now. I don't know what situation that you're going through, but I can tell you right now, God is on the move. He's going from Galilee to your Jordan. He's going from Galilee to your marriage. He's going from Galilee to your relationship with your kids. He's going from Galilee to provision. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. John had no clue that Jesus was on the move. John's baptizing people. He's preaching the gospel. He's increasing his reach. And what you got to understand is from Galilee to Jordan is like a 70 mile walk. And they didn't have no Teslas back in the day. Okay. So this ain't one hour. I'm talking, this dude is walking. Jesus is walking. I mean, maybe he was on a donkey. So like, that's a fast walk. That's it. Okay. This is a long time. This is, this is a couple days, at least maybe even a week. Again, I don't know if you've been in a situation for two years, two months, two days, or two seconds. God is working on your behalf, whether you know it, see it, feel it, or understand it at all. But as much as we think we do, we have minor control over what is next. Minor control. Because Jesus replies, let it be so now. In the message translation, it says, do it now. That just says to me that Jesus was an eight on the Enneagram. You know what I'm saying? He said, do it. <laughs> do it right now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus is letting John know, I know what needs to happen next. I need you to focus on what's happening now. I know what's happening next. You focus on 
right now. Why? Jesus. What happens next is always up to Jesus. But what happens now is always up to you. It's always up to you. When you look at the verse 15, when it says it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness, those words right there, fulfill and righteousness. These are weighty words in the passage on why Jesus needs to be baptized. Have you ever thought about this? Why did Jesus need to get baptized? That don't make any sense to me. You created water. You can become water if you'd like. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Why, why does Jesus need to be baptized in this very moment? But what he's helping John understand is that I am fulfilling the role as an obedient, everyone say obedient, obedient son of God by practicing the righteousness of submitting to God's will. Jesus knew I'm going to get on the cross. I'm going to die for all the sins. I'm going to, I'm going to raise from the grave and I'm going to change the entire world. But in order for me to do next, you right now have got to baptize me so that I can help everyone in the world understand this is how you are obedient in the righteousness of submitting to God's will. I don't, oh, that's the, that's the God I want. I want to serve. He ain't cutting any corners. He could have, and I don't know if we would have even questioned it. He didn't cut a single corner. He said, no, this is exactly what needs to happen. This is what needs to happen. And right now you can start taking out that TV real quick, guys. Thank you so much. In verse 16, it says this, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love and with him I am well pleased. Did you ever think that John knew that the heavens were going to crack open? Did you ever think that a dove was going to descend down to earth? He never thought that. Why? Because he tried to prevent the miracle beforehand. He didn't even know Jesus was going from Galilee to the Jordan. He, 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 he had no clue. No clue. When have we found ourselves preventing God's miracle in our lives? Have you ever thought that you've known better for yourself? Like, nah, this isn't the way it needs to happen. This isn't going according to plan. John never intended for any of this to happen, but Jesus did. Jesus knew a little bit more than John did which can kind of be hard to understand. Like, oh, Jesus knows more than me. That's how we act sometimes. <laughs> That's how we live. I know better than God. I'm stepping on toes. That hurt. I'm stepping on my toes. I, I can find myself thinking, I know I've got everything ready. I know exactly how it needs to go. I know exactly what my sons need to do. Jesus is giving us insight. We got to be in the now. We got to be in the now. 
when you think about it, what's next is always now. You know that God will never give you next. He never will. And he can't. He can't give you next. You don't believe me. You ready? What's next? Now? What's next? Now? What's next? Now? What's next? Now? He will never give you next. Why do we focus our entire life on it constantly? Now, don't hear me say, don't plan, don't think about next, don't be a visionary. No. Do you think our church has a vision for what's going to happen next? Absolutely. You think we think about it? 100%. Do you think we try and plan for some things? Absolutely. But it's not the priority. When next becomes a priority, it ultimately becomes prevention. It ultimately prevents what God is actually trying to do. We've got to understand, we do not know what's best. God knows what's best. That's why I love our church. That's why I love our pastors. 14 years? That's why we can come in and spend the entire weekend last weekend, and we can celebrate 150,000 salvations, 20,000 baptisms, $52 million given to outreach. Because we understand we're going to celebrate right now. One of our core values. We will not take this for granted. It's about expressing gratitude. That's all we did last week. Expressing gratitude for what God has been doing in our lives and in our church. Like, imagine this. Jesus rolls up, and you're in the lazy river, and... Jesus comes to you, and he's like, hey, I want you to baptize me. Are you saying what John said? Probably not anymore. After you've heard this, <laughs> I realized, like, well, maybe I would have still asked some questions, but now, <laughs> now reading this passage, I'm like, no, uh-uh. Jesus coming to me saying, hey, I want you to baptize me? I'm like, oh, really? Me? Okay, great. Let's do it. Thank you. What an honor. This is huge. Are you serious? Okay. Grab my hand. I'll hold your nose. Oh my God. Your hair is beautiful. Wow. I love it. Right? I'm coming in grateful. I'm coming in with some gratitude. Let me tell you something. Our job is thank you. His job is next. That's our responsibility. Because the revelation of next only comes with the realization of now. I'll say it a different way. The revelation of next only comes with the responsibility of now. We have looked at now as something that we can just move to the side. When in all reality, that is the only thing that God has ever given you is right now. It's right now. It's right now. What's next? Now. What's next? Now. 
What's next? Now. That's it. That's all we have. And for a generation and a society and a culture for, who always asks, what's next? I dare to say this. Show me your now, and I'll show you your next. Show me what you're doing right now. Show me how you're praying right now. Show me what you're believing for right now. Every single one of us has been given something. You've been given something. What are you going to do with it? Why compare? What's the chart that you're comparing off of? That doesn't make any sense. Every single person in this room has breath. You have time. Why? What's next? Now. What's next? Now. And those moments are going quicker than you think. What are you doing with right now? Are you okay with just coming in and being like, I attended church? That's good. That's great. I'm, I'm fine. You know, 11 years in full time ministry, I know I don't look that old, but. 11 years in full-time ministry, a youth pastor the whole entire time. People will ask me, man, how do you, how do you get so many teenagers apart and coming to your events and wanting to be a part of the thing? I was like, teenagers aren't the hard ones. That's not hard. Make it a little relevant. Talk to them the way that they talk at school and, you know, focus on one thing during the, you know, the sermon and like, you, you Gucci, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> it's the parents that are difficult. I, I can say that. But why? It's, same here. I have found myself almost allowing things, and I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why am I doing that? Like we 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 were gonna put. Brody, Brody, in that picture, was in sixth grade. That dude's a giant, okay? He's twice the size of, of everyone in his class, okay? And he wants to play basketball. I'm like, this dude, no matter what, like, you don't even care if he got any skill. He's just tall, so it's going to work in sixth grade, okay? They're like, man, we want to put him in this camp. Like, we're so excited. Like, you know, he could be the next, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Awesome. Then I realized it happened on the weekends, I was like, hey, bud, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you know what my son said? I, I can't lie. I have, I have to tell him the truth. He's like, I get it. I didn't even have to really tell him the entire reason. He just knew, like, yeah, dad, it's on the weekend. I was like, oh. And, like, that's maybe, like, our one parent success, you know? I just... I'm not the hero or anything like that. I just this was one parent parental success. I was like, yes, he gets it. He understands the value of every single weekend in church. He understands the value of serving out at the youth tent. He understands the value of getting into a group. And we had to force it for years. But he's looking at me like, man, this is exactly what I want to do with my life. But ah. I don't know. I'll step back. And then guess what happened? Six months later, we found a camp. 
That's during the week. But if I would have been like John trying to prevent it, I would have never have known, oh, there's another camp that is accessible that will work perfectly with our schedule. Ah, this is what I'm trying to, I mean, people will come up to me, parents, and they'll be like, oh man, Youth X 2020 summer camp, teenagers, they look so awesome. Oh my goodness. Can you convince me why my child should go? Are you serious? I got to convince you? I think it's because we don't understand the ROI on the church. All right. The return on investment in the church. I can send my kid to a basketball camp. I can send him to private school. He might gain confidence through that. He might. He might get some good friends. He might. I'm not saying it. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, right? Would we all agree? Yeah. It's not a 100% guarantee. The church is a 100% guarantee that you are going to get something beneficial in their life, in your life, in your marriage. It might take some time. But it's a 100% guarantee. Why would I not? Why would I not right now? Right now. Right now. And the only thing that I realized was either you don't understand the concept of next and now, or you don't understand the return on investment in the church. It baffles me how much access we have and resource we have as a church, and a lot of us don't take the most advantage of it as we can. The community that you could have, the friendships, the mentorship, I'm like, this is everything. It might not be what I planned, but this is everything. I'm like, if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a parent, I'm signing my kid up for YouthX 2020, 100%. I don't need to ask any more questions. Because here's the deal. You ready for this? Well, well, I ain't got no money. Well, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you went to the table and said you ain't got no money. Because guess what? We got scholarships. You see how you find out things when you do stuff now? Instead of like, oh, no, there's no way. I ain't got no money. It ain't going to even happen. Like when people say like, all right, I'm going to go to an e-group. I go to that e-group. And then like, I don't necessarily like that e-group. That could happen. You could be like, oh, that e-group leader is a little weird. <laughs> Ugh. And then God starts speaking to you. Well, then why don't you start one? No, I'm see, but see how it goes to the next thing. It's a 100% guarantee that God is going to do something beneficial in your life. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a timing thing. And timing, when it comes to next, that's up to God. But when it comes to now, if the only thing I have to worry about is now, that is me. That's my job. And when he blesses me, when he takes care of me, when he gives me the encouragement that I need, when he sends people my way, what do I say? Thank you, Jesus. What an honor. 
I knew that if I made this decision right now, that you were going to come to me, that you were going to take care of me, that you were going to let me down. And even though it took two years, I would love to be in this position rather than my own plan. If I could have everyone standing in this moment, I want to give people the opportunity to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ right now. Because for some of you, you've been waiting on what's next. And it's not bad to plan. It's not bad to be organized. It's not bad to be a forward thinker. But when it becomes the priority, you're preventing everything that God has for you and wants for you, wants for your family, wants for your marriage, wants for your soul and for your spirit. I think there are many people in this room and across all the locations on EFAM right now, tuning in online, who you're saying, you know what? I'm ready right now because this is it. What's next? Now. What's next? Now. That's all you will ever be given. And when you see God do something over and over in your life, you'll realize it's because you could steward now. You could steward it. With every head bowed and every eye closed, anyone who wants to come into a right relationship with Jesus Christ, I want you to pray this prayer along with me. And as a church family, we're going to pray it together. So I want you to say this. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for who the Bible says that you are. I believe that you died on the cross. You rose from the grave, defeating all sin. Come into my life. Make me a new creation. And right now, I will follow you for the rest of my life. With every head bowed and every eye closed at all locations, on the count of three, if you just pray that prayer right now and you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to worry about what's next. I know that in this moment is the moment that I want to make the most out of it. You pray that prayer for the very first time on the count of three. I want you to raise your hand. One, don't worry about next. Two, no hesitation, no doubt, no fear. Three, come on, raise your hands. Come on, let's give it up. Everyone raising their hands, making a decision right now at every location. Come on. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit elevationchurch.org slash podcast for more information. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. You can click the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories and tag us at Elevation Church. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.